welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm Rebecca Lawrence. And I am Jacopo Fanciulli, and we are the authors of the Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine Series. This show will feature narrations of our second book in the series, The, the Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, Wine International Grape Varieties. We wrote this book for curious wine lovers, especially those who enjoy the idea of having a light-hearted, entertaining crash course into this very broad topic. Join, Join us as we journey through the world of Italian wine. Ciao. Welcome to this first installment of the second Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, International Grape Varieties in Italy, presented by the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Joy Livingston, and I'll be your narrator for this series. The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, International Grape Varieties in Italy is the new book from Positive Press, and if you're wondering how to get a copy of the book, the Kindle version will soon be available on Amazon, and the paperback will likewise be available from PositivePress.net. Donate to the Italian Wine Podcast and we'll send you a complimentary paperback copy of the book. Wait, I should rephrase that. It seems like last time I said this, a $1 donation cost us $30 to ship to Tajikistan. Seriously, not cool, dude. So by donating a minimum of $10 to the Italian Wine Podcast, we'll send you a free copy of the book. Find details at italianwinepodcast.com and remember to rate our show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Italy's position within the Mediterranean Sea, lying between lands such as Greece and Spain, close to Africa, places it in the middle of ancient trade routes between the Near East and the Western Mediterranean. Trade has played a dominant role in its commercial history, beginning notably with the Phoenicians and Greeks almost 3,000 years ago and continuing more recently with the Venetian Republic, La Serenissima beginning about 800 years ago. It is no wonder that the movement of grape varieties here is an ancient phenomenon. A meeting place between the East and the West, Italy is uniquely placed, and the first evidence of the movement of foreign vines dates back to the ancient Bronze Age, 3000 to 4000 BC, when we see proto-viticulture of local wild species taking place. However, perhaps the most significant contribution occurred during the first millennium BC with the Greek colonization in southern Italy, the lands of the Magna Graecia, and later with the Spanish presence, especially in Sardinia and the kingdom of the two Sicilies, officially Sicily and Naples, but the name was applied to most of southern Italy. It is therefore legitimate to ask ourselves what the term native vine, or in scientific terms, autochthonous actually means. If we stick to its etymological meaning of vine born in that place, perhaps in Italy we actually have less native grape varieties than first thought. In fact, most of them have either come from other countries or are the result of spontaneous crossbreeding with foreign vines. If the nature of them being native is instead linked more to space than to time, then we must consider the question of how much time is necessary for a vine to be defined as autochthonous of a specific place. For example, this is something we discuss when we begin to concern ourselves with so-called international varieties. Many of these varieties, especially those imported from France, arrived in Italy between the middle of the 19th century and the beginning of the 20th century, and were at first cultivated almost experimentally. Following the replanting necessitated by the phylloxera epidemic, 
In some regions, these varieties became the protagonists of a new viticulture. Famously, they became responsible for the birth of a new Italian wine in Tuscany. Indeed, this region has led the way in the use of these grape varieties. Starting from the mid-1960s with the success of Sassicaia and later Tignanello, the result of a continuous process of experimentation and transformation that has confronted tradition and helped open up Italian wine to a globalized marketplace. Compared to other typical sectors of the Italian economy linked to the territories such as cheeses or other PDO products, wine has shown that the theme of local specificity does not imply localism. In addition to showcasing the terroir, the Italian wine producer has been able to put into play an ability to innovate and refine a deeply artisanal product, such as wine, in the best sense of the word, also. Unlike the countries where there has been a push for varietal labeling to help consumers know the grape first and foremost, in Italy, the international grape varieties have been used with the aim of maintaining the visibility of the various terroirs, and often local grapes have been blended in to aid this, with the view to always produce wines that are not reproducible elsewhere. Indeed, in Italy, the phenomenon of varietal labeling remains relatively rare, with producers still using their local denominations to promote their varieties. Thus, this sense of a vine born in that place is maintained, despite these grapes being of foreign origin. The lesson of the great entrepreneurs of Italian wine from Antinori to Gaia, from Planeta to Moretti, lies in the way they wanted to enhance their terroir by combining a mode of experimentation and innovation while still maintaining a strong rootedness in the cultures and from there to conquer world markets. The clash between viticulture and territory and viticulture of vine is overcome by finding innovative formulas to harness the positive elements of both models in an effort to compete in international markets. The possibility of associating wine to a territory to the gastronomic culture, to the beauty of landscapes and archaeological and architectural finds, to the people who work in the territory, is an element that transcends the varietal choice and gives to these wines considered alien in comparison to those of the natives an authentic light and dignity. But what are international grape varieties? Of course, before we dive into this topic of international varieties, we should perhaps consider what an international variety actually is. According to the OIV, International Organization of Vine and Wine, despite there being more than 10,000 known grapevine varieties in the world, one-third of the world's vineyard area is covered by only 13 varieties. When you look at 50% of the world's area under vine, this number only increases to 33 varieties. Now, these figures cover vineyard area rather than specifically focus on in how many places a grape is grown. However, it begins to give an indication as to how a set of varieties can come to rule the majority of global wine production. A great example of this would be Cabernet Sauvignon. Originally a French grape variety, flexing its muscles in Bordeaux. It has since become one of the most cultivated varieties in the world, representing a little over 5% of the total area under vine across numerous countries. Such varieties that are planted in many different places around the world but have managed to adapt to local conditions to create quality wines are what we consider to be international varieties. 
Traditionally, the focus of wine writing about Italy has been on the numerous native grape varieties that are in most cases unique to the country. However, this has often been to the exclusion of great wines and important appellations that are not led by native grapes, but by international ones. This book explores the many international grapes found in Italy, looking at where they thrive, the styles of wine they produce, and in some cases whether they should be considered international at all. Varietal Spotlight on International Grapes that are found in Italy Gewürz Tramina The grape that is easier to smell than it is to spell. This is an extremely powerful aromatic wine, and in truth the berries are more pink than they are white, giving finished wines a pleasing coppery tinge. There are various suggestions as to where this grape actually originated. Some think it might be from Italy, hence the reference to Tramin, a town in the north. Others, from Germany, or Alsace. But some research suggests it is actually an aromatic version of Savagnin, from the Jura region of France. Like its fellow aromatic varieties, it prefers cool climates, so that it can have a long growing season to develop complex aromatic aromas and flavors. It is rarely blended, but it is found in different styles around the world, from dry perfumed wines to rich sweet wines. Gewürz Tramina can suffer from a fast drop in acidity after ripening, so harvest times are key to maintain balance whilst gaining the best aromatic profile. It is also a wine like Voignier that has a rich and almost oily texture. Although we don't know the exact origins, the biggest producer of wines from Gewürz Tramina is Alsace, and it is found in many places around the world such as New Zealand, Australia, Germany, and Eastern Europe. Carignan, Carignana, Carignano. Another grape that could be either French and Spanish in origin, Carignan, is for sure a truly Mediterranean variety that loves the heat and needs it to ripen fully. Otherwise, it can yield rather rustic wines. It is a drought-resistant variety, and whilst it is mostly restricted to the southern European countries with global warming, increasing temperatures, and lessening rain, it is beginning to be found in Australia, Chile, and California. Due to its slightly rustic nature, it is usually blended, but given the right site, old vines can produce exceptional long-lived complex wines. Those of Priorat are key examples. This is a grape variety that has found a spiritual home in Sardinia. Shining as a single variety wine, complex, concentrated, and long-lived, it is genetically identical to Bovale Grande or Bovale di Spagna and has been linked to at least some samples of Nerello Capuccio. Due to its high levels of rustic tannins, some winemakers choose to use carbonic or semi-carbonic maceration to produce light, very fruity, easy-drinking wines. Where in Italy? Sardinia and a small amount in Lazio and Sicily. Tasting note. High tannins is a key character of this very dark black grape. It has aromas of tobacco and dark fruits, such as black plum and bramble. Oak aging often helps round out the tannins and adds a delicious layer of smoke and spice. It is usually rich and full-bodied, but examples from winemakers using carbonic maceration techniques are more delicate and fruity. Riesling. Riesling Renano. 
Finally, an international grape variety that doesn't come from Bordeaux or Burgundy. The origin of this grape is a little controversial. Some claim it is French from the Alsace region. Others believe it to be German from the Rheingau. Either way, this is a grape that thrives in the cold. At lower latitudes, the climate must be moderated by altitudes or sea breezes. It should not be confused with Riesling Italico called Kruken in Australia and Trousseau in California, which is in fact the Croatian grape Grasevina. It loves a long growing season and this helps it to be one of the most versatile grape varieties when it comes to sweetness and style. It ranges from completely dry, sometimes austere, mineral wines to extremely sweet wines made from grapes that have been subjected to noble rot. Another aspect that aids this range is the extremely high acidity that is maintained no matter how late the grapes are harvested. One of the key differences between Riesling and other international varieties is that this one is rarely blended. It is aromatic in particular and therefore doesn't tend to play well with others. To preserve its pure fruit character, winemakers rarely vinify Riesling in new oak or employ lees stirring. That said, this is a rare white grape variety that is suitable for long aging. Again, the high acidity that marks this grape is key here. As wines become concentrated and honeyed and famously develop a petal or kerosene note, but maintain their freshness. Where in Italy? Due to the love of the cold, the key areas for Riesling in Italy are concentrated in the north or at altitude. Trentino Alto Adige, Trentino, Lombardia, Oltre Poppavese, Piemonte, Lange, and Sicily, Etna. Tasting note. The acidity truly is one of the standout aspects of this variety, and no matter the sweetness level chosen for the finished wine, there will still remain a distinct freshness. In the coolest climates, Riesling is austere and mineral, with notes of white flowers, flint, lemon, and lime. In warmer areas, or with longer ripening, it becomes increasingly aromatic, bordering on tropical, showing apricot, melon, peach aromas, while preserving a floral element. With age, the wines develop honey, smoke, and nut aromas, and of course, its characteristic kerosene smell. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, International Grape Varieties, the second and newest book in the Jumbo Shrimp series. We plan to continue bringing you more episodes each Thursday. And remember, the Kindle version of the book will soon be available on Amazon, and the paperback will likewise be available from PositivePress.net. Also, rate our show wherever you tune in. Find Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at Ita Wine podcast check out at mama jumbo shrimp on tiktok